and the lifter of my head. For thou, O Lord, art my glory and the lifter of my head. In this season, O God, I decree and declare that my head is lifted above every challenge, above every situation, above every limitation. In the name of Jesus, pray that prayer in the name of Jesus. That challenge has not been manufactured that you cannot subdue. Because God is the glory and the lifter of your head. Now, according to Psalm 27, your head is lifted above all your enemies. Above that sickness, above that infirmity, above that limitation. Now your head is lifted. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, right where you are in all the campuses, I lift up my voice to decree over you, your head is now lifted. So I waited patiently for the Lord. I inclined to the sound of his voice. He lifted me from the deepest place and set my feet upon the rock. I decree your head is lifted. Anyone that wants to bow your head in shame, in ignominy, in the name of Jesus, I release a prophetic affront against such. By all means, let the vengeance of the Lord rest upon everyone. Do you arm secretly? In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. Lift your hands and give him thanks and appreciate him. Thank him because he is the glory and the lifter of your head. He is the glory and the lifter of your head. There is no situation. There is no incident, accident and event that can subdue you and subvert you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus, precious name we pray. Can we hear your loud amen, somebody? Before you take your seats, I'd like you to know that this is one service that the Lord has asked me to share um, a, a part one of what I'm going to share in the second service. As much as we encourage you not to attend the two services, I'd like you when you get home to quickly log on and watch the second service. And I want to encourage the campuses, since you watch the first service, you may also watch the second, particularly Lagos Church, because I've shared a part of this with you and I don't have so much time. But the second service, I'm going to take it to what the Lord wants me to share with you. I want you to turn into 1 Corinthians 14, 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. The Bible says, let all things be done decently and in order. Let all things, not some things, not few things, not many things, all things, including your health, your marriage, your life, your career, let all things be done decently and in order. If you look at the New Living Translation of verse 40, 1 Corinthians 14, 40, be sure that everything, not some things, not many things, is done properly and in order. Let us be seated. If you want to fly in life, you want to rise high, you must know that there are rules to flying high that are different from crawling. You wanted to drive from here to Cardina or drive from here to Lagos, you don't need much instructions about from few signs on the way because you are driving on the way. But if you want to fly high, there are instructions to flying high. That's why I fly schools they don't call the people that teach them, they don't call them lecturers, they don't call them teachers. They don't call them tutors. They call them instructors. 
And the head of the school is not just called the vice chancellor or anything. They are called chief instructors. And if, when you fly and you are trying to navigate where you're headed for, there is still a place where you must connect to. They don't call it suggestion tower. They call it control tower. So one of the ways that people don't go fine, like particularly Christians, just in case you've been thinking and you're listening to me right now, wherever you are, and you are thinking, why is it that unbelievers seems to be doing well and we Christians aren't doing well? It is because your life is a journey and that journey needs to be controlled by God. One of the disservice done to the body of Christ recently is a misheard. I do not mean that those who are teaching it are not teaching it right, but people are misconstruing the message of grace because it's not sitting on the right foundation. There is no way you will say you are born again and you are not led by the Spirit of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, who are controlled. The Bible says the Spirit controlled Jesus into the world. Control is a military term. When you say, okay, control him to go there. You are not suggesting. If you don't understand your Christian life like that, that you think you can just do what you want, you will not see the results you ought to see. If the Lord cannot lead you, there are some things you will never be able to see. There's a devil on the loose, and you need to understand that. And particularly if you're a worker in Koza, if you're a worker, or maybe you're running your company, any good thing that God will do has a design. That's why the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. If God starts it, then being confident of this very thing that he that starts the good work will be the one to complete it. If God was the one that started that good work, he will be the one to complete it. So if God has given you a vision, God has spoken to you about anything, one of the things you are going to see is that God will begin to tell you what to do. You don't do whatever you want. If you sit in the cockpit of a plane and you say, well, I have a mind of my own. I, I, I am innovative. Can't they let us be creative here? And you go and press the wrong button, you may lose your life for it. That's the reason why people are in pains for marriage. They're in pains for relationship. They're in pains for every single thing because they did not follow the instructions from the control tower. If you want to fly high, you want to do well, you want to get to your destination, which we'll call destiny, you will need to follow instructions. The Bible doesn't say some things. Every single thing. Child of God, you are listening to me right now. Think about what the Lord has been talking to you about. And don't let us even start by talking about, oh, what I heard, the Spirit said to me. What about the written word? What about the written word? What has the Lord told you? What is it that right now you are contending with concerning the word of God? If you don't listen, you can't be smarter than God. You know a fool, when you see someone trying to think they are smarter than the word of God. So, bringing it down to our ministry, there is no ministry that is genuinely called of God that does not have a pattern. If you look at Hebrews chapter number 8 and verse 5, you see there are lots of people who are here right now. They are here, they like this church, but physically they are here. In their mind, they are still in their former church. Some people are still in the fellowship in school. And that's why they are thinking, why the protocol? Why this? Why do they want us to do this? Why do they want us to do that? You do not understand that God led you here, God planted you here to plug in into the system. If you are a leader listening to me, you are a worker, or maybe you are listening from the campus fellowships, there is no way you can be who you are supposed to be in this church if you don't plug into the system. It will not work. In Hebrews chapter number 8 and verse 5, if you allow me to read the Amplified Classic, 
The Bible says, who serve? But this offer service, I wish I could read from the beginning, but for time. This offers service merely as a pattern and as a foreshadowing of what has its true existence and reality in the heavenly sanctuary. For when Moses was about to erect the tabernacle, he was warned by God. He was warned by God saying, see to it that you make it all. How? Exactly according to the copy of the model which was shown to you on the mount. Any pastor that does not have a model shown to him in a vision, did not open a church, he opened a shop. That's why you see people that are visionaries, if you are going to have a brush with them, it will be on the model. It will be on the pattern. You are listening to me now, what's the pattern God has given to you for your marriage as a father? What is the pattern God has given to you to raise your children? You need to know that any pattern you are going to adopt will not be from the series, will not be from the soap opera. If you follow their recipe, your cake will look like theirs. Stop following other people's recipe and expecting to have Bible results. And you see this church, for example, is a spiritual church. You can't be a leader if you're not spiritual. You can't say, I, 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 I've been around for a long time, why am I not? You have to be spiritual. And to be spiritual means to be kingdom-minded. Social media cannot be controlling you and you, you'll be a successful member of this church. You will not last. I, I can't bless you. Because your mind is going right and the kingdom of God principles are going left. How can you say you're a member of Koza and honor is not a foundation of your life? <laughs> Nothing we place in your hand will work. How can you not be excellent? Nothing we place in your hand will work. Because that is the, these are the things that drive this church. He says, see that you build according, in fact, be a copy. Be a copy. That is what I want you to do. So there's a pattern delivered to every set man. And I want you to know that God wants everybody. It is not, if you don't run according to the pattern, nothing handed over to you will work. If you are a worker listening to me now and there are some things they want you to do in your department, you are overwhelmed, you are overworked, you complain about uniform, you complain about this, you complain about that, it's basically because the spirit driving the work is not yet at work with you. When I call you and say, go do this, it should work. I was talking with our legal church brethren yesterday and I gave an example. The Lord told us to go and start a Guarimpa church. I did not even have a discussion with the guy that is helping me there right now. It was an usher. I just called him. Come. Come and help me. Not one complaint have I heard in, in Guarani Patriot. He has not shouted at anybody. No pressure. He does more work in Guzape Church. And he's not a full-time staff. Everything is easy. Why? I sat him down and I said, listen, this is it. Once you follow the pattern, Grace will work for you. I'm not saying you shouldn't be creative. Create, people that are not creative cannot survive around me. But in your creativity, you see, pilot may decide to enter into some pockets in a certain way. <laughs> you can, but you must, if they tell you don't descend, you better don't descend. If they tell you stay there, there's traffic, wait. You better wait. 
You can go and hit a rock because they know what they're talking to you about. As much as I love churches like Wieners, I love Christ Embassy, and you know that. We learn some things from them because they've gone ahead of us, but we have a pattern. If I tell you to take an announcement, for example, and I hear the way you talk, I can tell that you have not sang, you've not drunk into the spirit of this place. And it will not work. To be carnally minded is death. Spiritual things ought to be handled spiritually. You remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, when Apostle Paul got to the church in Corinth. He said, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as babes in Christ. Some people think it is spirituality to say, no, I have a mind of my own, but it's carnality. Because in verse 2, the Bible explains that. It says, because when I came to you, I, I couldn't feed you with solid food. And it, tell, it, it tells here in verse 3 what was responsible for their lack of growth. In verse 3, if you look at that, it said, because some of you, you are still carnal. Number one, there's envy among you. The campuses cannot envy each other. The departments cannot envy each other. Ministers cannot envy each other. Members can't say, oh, I'm closer to a pastor. I'm not closer. No, you can't do that. The Bible says there's strife. There's division among you. Are you not carnal by behaving like mere men? Because we ought to be spiritual people. And it takes it to another level in verse 4. He says, because I saw that you are in segments. Some says I belong to Paul. Some says I belong to Apollos. No, it's one church. Oh, no, I prefer that person. Oh, I prefer that. There is no way you'll not be endeared to somebody. But understand. That's why when they shift somebody from a department or shift some assignment, you even see some members that it's not even their business. <laughs> they start complaining. Like the person was born or is his father's title to be there. No, that's not why we're here. There's a pattern. I said there's a pattern. I can just tap a worker now and say, please start working for us at Guaharimpa. Because that's what the Lord wants us to do. So, we are totally kingdom-minded here. You can't be secularized and expect to prosper here. You'll be complaining. In 2 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse 2, if you read the Amplified Bible, it says, and the things that you have heard, it said, the instructions, Timothy, my son, the instructions which you have heard from me, along with many witnesses, transmit and entrust as a deposit to reliable and faithful men who will be competent and qualified to teach others also. Now, in a couple of weeks, we are starting our self-fellowships. There's some of us in this place that I'm just going to grab and say, please, go and start a cell for us. You don't go there and go and listen to one message you heard from T.D. Jakes. And you know we love T.D. Jakes. And come and preach it. At the, no, 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 no. It is the things you heard from the pastor. The things he reiterates that you reiterate. That is when that cell will blossom. That's when even the members will be, believe in you. Not that you go there and do your own thing. Hey, I've always thought that they should be doing deliverance services in Koza. We don't believe in that here. So you look for a church that believes in that. We believe in deliverance, but we believe in deliverance by the word. Because that was what Jesus did. Are you, believe, are you following what I'm trying to say to you? So a campus should never be different, for example, from the headquarter. The cell should never be different from the church. You, you, you've noticed the song we're singing here. 
You don't get yourself religion. We have come again. Holy Ghost, we have come. Where did we go? We live in the presence of God. You, 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 you be observant. I know the kind of songs we sing, the kind of songs we don't sing. For example, if I send it to go and start a, start a campus fellowship, for example, your cell grows, you become a zonal head, then you become uh, a province, and then you become, you become a, 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 depending on how we zone it. And then it turns to become a church. The moment you don't follow the pattern, you will be stagnated. You will not see finance. The members will not look like us. Because it is the word that shapes us. Everything God, the things we do that look like it's nothing, it is what is driving the church. And I don't need to come and tell you, I saw this on the mount. No, just follow the pattern. You will not struggle. You will not struggle. It is possible to be around and not be going the same direction. In Philippians chapter number 2 and verse 19, I want to read 19 to 22. Hallelujah. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly that I may also encourage you or be encouraged when I know your state. I'm sending Timothy to you because I have no one like him. Look at the Amplified. I have no one. Amplified of verse 20. Hallelujah. For I have no one like him. No one of kindred spirit. This guy carries my spirit. He carries my spirit. Who will be genuinely interested in your welfare and devoted to your interest? You know the people we are looking for? Those who are interested in people. Those who are genuine. There are lots of predators forming to be pastors. And they like churches like this. They want to come and hide. They like to see what the pastor wants to hear so they can rise. And when you see a pastor stalling and holding back from ordaining people, it's not because he wants to do the work by himself. There are things God will ask him. So it is my duty as the pastor, when we want to expand and spread, to take a service and begin to prepare a people. Because some people just don't even know what to do. Timothy, there's none like him. When we start the self-fellowship, even if I don't know you and you start to flourish in the place, can your zonal person bring you to me and say, I have nobody like this? In the campus there, can your pastor mention to me when we call them for meetings, there is this particular person there, I have nobody like this person. No matter what you don't have, it's not money we're talking about. There is something you have that heaven can use you to, 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 to release for the furtherance of the work of the gospel. If you look at verse 21 of Philippians 22, it says, for all seek their own. I've noticed that the ministry, look at KJV, look at the Amplified of that. He said, all seek their own. The Amplified says, for, all, for, for, for others who deserted me after my arrest, all seek to advance their own interest because they see I'm not there. They, are, they advance their own interest. Look at the next verse, verse 22. The Bible says, but Timothy is tested. Is tested. You see, people you hand over things to are people you've tested with small things. Are people you've tested. Some people don't know that there's no real visionary who doesn't test people. He's been tested. He's been tested. Hallelujah. How many here attended Catholic Church before they became a member? Wave your hands to me. Mm -hmm. Particularly those of you that are from the eastern part of Nigeria. That was where I was really exposed to Catholic Church. 
you see in a village in Umuahia or, 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 or Ecolobia, you see in a village, you see the Catholic women, you see the Catholic church, it may not be as big as the one in the city, the same thing. The same thing. If you were a Catholic in Abuja here, you went with a friend to, 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 to Umunze. And, and, you, and you went to a Catholic church there. I tell you the truth, the order of the service will not be strange to you. The songs they are singing will not be strange to you. You know the next thing that will happen. Every campus must look like the headquarters. Every cell, you see the body is made up of, of, of cell. Every cell must represent. Everything we do must look exactly like the church. We will not have LED. We will not have the, the we, will not, we will not have avalanche there or have gratitude there. But I tell you that everything that is being done, whether it's Christmas ceremony or his wedding, every single thing must look alike because there's a pattern. Because there's a pattern. You now know a rebel, you know somebody who is not with us. In fact, members should begin to, to find out when you see the way you say, No, this is not Goza, this is not our culture here. You stand at the car park, the way you talk to people, you say, no, Pastor Bearden will not do this to anybody. This is not our culture. You are, you are, don't say someone is a bastard, but you don't carry the spirit. You are not a true son of this place. In first, this is the reason why mantles don't work in people's hands. This is the reason why, you remember Gehazi. Gehazi was a servant of Elisha. This guy was more hardworking. In fact, if you read the account of Gehazi and Elisha, you see that they were closer than Elijah and Elisha. Because of the personality of Elijah, he didn't have time. But Elisha, having been a businessman, had a better human relation. In fact, the Shunammite woman, who was a very rich woman, you could see that Elisha allowed, allowed Gehazi to relate to her. That didn't happen at the time of Elijah. So there were people Elijah had access to. There were things Eli there were things Gehazi had access to. There were people he had access to that naturally he would never have had access to, even not for his proximity and the assignment given to him by Elijah. So there was a time, this woman, the Shunammite woman, put a house on top of the, the penthouse of her house for the prophet. Anytime you are walking by, come and stay in my house. Guess where Eli guess where Gehazi stayed. In the penthouse. Had privilege. And several things. Guess what? It was Gehazi that noticed that the woman didn't have a child. Because Elisha was busy. He was spiritual. He was the one that took luggages downstairs. And, and noticed, ah, there's no child in this house. He was the one that told Elisha about it. Elisha listened to Gehazi. Gehazi would have carried a triple portion of the anointing. But his spirit was different. He was there for some. He was seeking his own. You know, there was a time the woman now had a son. You remember? Supernaturally, by her giving, by her connection to the anointing. The child died. The woman was in faith. What is wrong? The woman said, all is well. How can your son die? God forbid. And you say, all is well. She stayed in faith. There was nothing wrong with the anointing. There was nothing wrong with Elisha. There was nothing wrong with the woman's faith. But there was something wrong with Gehazi. Elisha was busy. He gave him the anointing. Gave him the staff. He said, go there. Go and do wonders there. The thing did not work in his hand. The staff failed in his hand. When I see the staff fail in your hand, I know you are not connected. You are physically present, but you carry a wrong spirit.
Because there is no way God. That's why God anoints men. Because of the assignment. How can God send you a God-sized assignment and not put a God-sized grace upon you? And then when we extend and send you, go do this, it must work for you. The same thing must produce. If it is not producing the same, then we should check whether there's jar. We should check whether we bury something here. But the heart of men, they, people don't know how to connect. There are many voices in this world bouncing you off. And let me bring it home because we know that it's not only workers listening to this. What you don't know, I was sharing with my son, my children, the day before yesterday. They were asking me about the anointing and I said to them, the anointing is so, is so interesting. Just watch when I start to talk in the second service. The anointing is so interesting that you see me, I'm wearing native now. Yesterday I wore suit. You can see me on Tuesday, I wear casual. The same me. Don't think when the grace drops on you here, you just get to walk and no, 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 no. Yes, be born again. No, it was sweet to financial grace. It was sweet to educational grace. It, will, it depends on the assignment. It, it moves and begins to work. How can you be connected to this place genuinely? And we get to your office and we are seeing things tattered. Everything you need will flow. Because that's the way we function here. But you see, when you're one leg in, one leg, pastor is even preaching, you walk out. My time, you, because they've not taught you honor. You should check an atmosphere and know how to plug. There are things you must never miss, particularly in a church like this. There are things we have survived that nobody has survived. It's not ordinary. You must not miss that kind of grace. You must pass it to your children because it's a phenomenal and it's a generational grace. You know when Jesus was in Nazareth, the people in Nazareth thought, what, what are these people doing? They didn't know that. What could change the world was in their, in their small town. They did not know. They were looking at it from the, from the physical. In 1 Corinthians 4, verse 15, 1 Corinthians 4, 15, it said, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. For I have begotten you for in Jesus Christ, have begotten you through the gospel. No matter how many people, you read books, you, you watch different things, God will give you a father. Father is a source. That's why there is nobody who needs my attention. I went to Lagos Church yesterday and I had spoken to them. We were rushing to catch our flight. I came outside. I remember that I didn't shake people. And I did not even greet people. I asked the protocol. I said, do we still have time? He said, we can have some few minutes. I went back inside and I spent time shaking. Because that touch, that touch goes a long way. It is not even you as a father. It is God that understands that you are a conduit. You have many instructors, but you have one father. And it says, if I'm your father, where is my honor? So you must know how to start behaving. Because... I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not getting old because Proverbs 18 is my portion. But as I begin to go far in ministry, I must be able to reproduce whatever it is that is working here. If I'm not able to reproduce it, then I'm going to die a frustrated person. So once in a while, this kind of messages, 
are very, very important so that we can align people to understand how things work. How things work. And I am not telling you what I don't do. I have mastery in this thing that I'm sharing with you. I understand how it works. I have mastery. If you tell me, Pastor Bill, don't give me one secret that works for your ministry. It is the understanding of this. I have sat in meetings at the back. I was sharing with Pastor Matthew the last time he was in Abuja. He came to preach in his church. I was telling him an, an encounter I had with him in 2001. He organized a meeting called the Uncommon Leader Summit in Lagos. Bishop Boyedepo Mensah, Autobiel, and him. I could not sit in the auditorium. I sat in the overflow, overflow. Ayomikon was small. I held him. It was three months. I took him to the meeting. I drove from Elori. I sat at the overflow. And there was something he came to do at the overflow. I was sharing with him at the Hilton. I said, I said sir, the way you came to that place, you did. He said, ah, you noticed me. I said, man, you're fire. You're fire. I said, those meetings. I said, sir, those meetings. He said, you drove from Elori. I said, no wonder. I was at the overflow. And in a few years' time, I was in a room with him. Just everybody else. I was a nobody. I was in a room with him. As soon as I came, he chased everybody out. Everybody, including all these top parts, he chased them out. Sat with me. Until I was done. I even told him, I said, you are tired. I said, no, 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 let me spend time with you. I was at the overflow. I understand how this thing works. That's why you see gifted people loaded with the word, no results. That's the way God has designed it. May I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, God has come to stop coming down. When Jesus said it is finished, it was finished. He has decided everything you are looking for is on earth now with somebody. <laughs> I told somebody recently, I said, you think you can pray? You think, I just pray because I can pray. I said, it is God that answers prayers, not you. Don't do wickedly against the covenant. Don't do wickedly against the covenant. The Bible says those who do wickedly against the covenant, God will corrupt with flattery. You don't know the meaning of that. They will be flattered. They will think they are making it, but they are on the spot. <laughs> they are theoretical victors. Everybody will be healing them. <laughs> I noticed something about the city where I started pastoring. When you are a failure in ministry, they, they say, ah, we like you. You are with us here. We, we love you. <laughs> May they not clap for you in failure. Yeah. Ah, that amen is not correct. Oh. Yeah. I prophesy to you because I'm out of time. This grace will work for you. Yeah. I thought I was going to hear a louder amen. Yeah. I am praying a prayer that must work. Yeah. And therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let God's hands be strong upon you. In your career, in your endeavor, in your marriage, in the name of the Lord Jesus, God is going to lift you up. Amen. There are four graces. I keep telling you that I've noticed about this ministry. Grace to spearhead new things. And it's because God gives us the grace for knowing what to do. You will never have wisdom blockade. Amen. Receive grace for unusual creativity. Amen. I prophesy to you in the name of the Lord Jesus, grace for speed. I prophesy to you the gift of men. Amen. Anything the Lord asks you to do, you will not lack men. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. things will work for you. Amen. 
God's sense will be strong upon you. You will go conquering and to conquer. You know that blind man in Bethsaida? Jesus had to take him out of the city before he prayed for him. What kind of city is that? That Jesus knew that even his anointing will not walk in that city. Why did they bring the blind man to Jesus? To touch. How did they know that if Jesus touched him, things will happen? Because blind Bartimaeus was just touched. And things changed. But Jesus held the man. He didn't just touch him. He held him and nothing happened. Because of the atmosphere. What atmosphere are you planting? What do you hear? What do you listen to? What do you watch? What is pouring cold water on your fire? Was this how you started? Is this God's will for you? Is this what God has called you to do? When you see things descending, there's something wrong. Because for a righteous, you're supposed to shine brighter and brighter. There is a life in you that recognizes no barrier. There is a life on your inside that recognizes no impediment. And I pray for you as you live here today, as your pastor, begin to do exploits. You will experience heaven on earth. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. You're here today. You're not born again. I want to encourage you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I, I can imagine, why would you come to the first service if you don't love God? You love God, that was why you woke up early to be here. But you see, it's not enough to say, okay, I love to come to church. I love, to, I love the songs they sing. You must actually plug into the reason why God brought you to the face of the earth. I pray for you in the name of Jesus, the resurrected Lord, that grace will work for you. Today becomes the first day of the rest of your life. Amen. If you are sick in your body, even as I'm speaking right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, those sicknesses will run out. Amen. What will happen to you after the service is alignment of vision. Amen. You will know what to do. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Say after me, say, Father, Father I, heard I heard your word and I believed your word. I confess Jesus as my Lord and as my savior. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe that on the third day he was raised for my justification. I believe that I am about to sit at the right hand of the Father. I confess Jesus as my Lord and as my savior. Holy Spirit come into me. Reign in me. Live in me. Align my life. Direct the course of my life. Thank you Lord. In Jesus' name. This week will be the most glorious week for you. Amen. The Lord will teach you to profit. Amen. And lead you the way you should go. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.